Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Eruvin, Daf Ayin Tet Amud Bet. Uh, I'm about to take a look at the sixth Mishnah of this, the seventh parak, and this begins um, a new topic. Kitzad Mishtafin B'Mavui. How do we do the Shituf Mavui of including all of the members together? One person takes a barrel of food or wine or whatever. This is on behalf of everybody. He can have his son or daughter who are adults. They have or a Jewish slave. Or his wife. And they can represent everyone else and make the Kinyan on their behalf. But he cannot use his minor children or his non-Jewish slaves because they are like him. I mean, he's not making a kinyan with anybody who has separate financial domain. So he said, here's a halacha. You have to pick it up, one tafach off the ground to make the kinyan. You can't just leave it there. Um, I said, there's two halachot that, I, that we know were said by the old elders of Pumbadita, back in the time of Rav Yehuda. One of them was that. The other one was, when you make Kiddush on Shabbat, you're only Yotze Kiddush if you have enough wine in to fill your cheeks. Same as for Yom Kippur. She says, I have another statement that I know from the elders of Pumadita. Shmuel ruled, and we heard it from Rav Yehuda, that <coughs> you can make a bonfire for a woman who's just given birth on Shabbat. We think he only meant the Chayab, and not anybody else who's sick, and we thought only in the winter when it's cold. But Shmuel explicitly said, Let's say you did a bloodletting and suddenly you got cold. So let's say you did it on Friday and so it's Shabbat and you suddenly feel cold. They can make a medura for you, which means it's not just a chayah. Even in the summer, which means it's not limited to winter. I have another statement that I know that Salah de Pumbadita said. The Itma said, What's a default Asherah? Meaning, if you see a tree, how do you know if it's an Asherah or not? If the priests are guarding it, and they don't taste anything of its fruit, they won't eat the fruit. Or, friends, if they say, we're keeping these dates for mead for this place, we're going to drink it on the holiday. So, there's one way or another it's consecrated. Either we don't use it, or they use it for, they don't use it, or else they use it specifically for their holiday. They said, and we rule like Shmuel about how to determine that. Watch this challenge. So it could be a barrel of wine or oil or fruit of any sort of thing. If it's your own, then you have to do a zikui, have somebody else on your behalf. But if it's, it belongs to them, you just have to let them know you're using it. And you just have to lift it off, a sliver off the ground, not a tefach. So my mashu nomini kamar tefach. The answer is mashu menta tefach. And so therefore, there's no challenge there from the mashu versus tefach. Mashu means a tefach. Okay, itmar. Shitufen mevuot. Rav amar ain't tzarich lezakot. Ushmuel amar tzarich lezakot. 
When it comes to Shituf Mavui, which means all the members of the Mavui are doing this together, Rav says you don't have to do any Zechia for them. And Shmuel says, yes, you do. When it comes to Eruvei Tchumin, Rav Amar Tzarich Lezakot, Shmuel Amar Ain't Tzarich Lezakot. They have the opposite position. So, Bishlamal is Shmuel. Shmuel makes sense, because Hachatnan, in our Mishnah, we have the statement that you have to do Zikui. Vachalotan, in the context of Eruvei Tchumin, there's no mention of, of Zikui. Al-Rav, Rav, it's difficult to understand, because in the case of Eruvei Tchumin, we don't have such a statement, yet he requires it. And in our case, it says you do have to, and he says you don't have to. So, Tanoi, the answer is, when it comes to Eruv Tchumen, it's a machloka Tanaim. We have a story. His daughter-in-law went, He went to the Temerchatz on Friday. It was out of town. And it got dark. What happened? Her mother-in-law set up an Eruv Tchumen for her before Shabbat started, and then somehow sent the message to her that she can now walk, walk back, <coughs> even though she did not know about the Eruv Tchumen, which means, if this works... Then it works shalomidata. Uvama said to Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Chia himself said, it's no good. Alright, and so therefore Rabbi Chia, of course, is the uncle of Rav, and that's why Rav said that Yeritumin, you see that you need to, you need to have dot, and her lack of dot got in the way. Parenthetically, Rabbi Shwab Rabbi Yossi Bavloi, Rabbi Chia, remember, made Aliyah from Bavel. So Rabbi Shwab Rabbi Yossi said, you Babylonian, kol kacha tamachmir be'eruven, you're so machmir, kacha mar abba, this is what my father Rabbi Yossi of Zippori said, Anywhere you can be lenient, be lenient. Now, point is that we have a machloket here whether you need da'at for Eruv Tchumin. And Rav clearly held the position of his uncle Rechia that you do need da'at. And that's why he said what he did. As far as our Mishnah goes, so there you could argue that Rav Tanahu Falig, and Rav just disagrees with our Mishnah and says that you do not need to make a zikui for Shituf Mivuot based on the principle that Zachin Shadam Shaladam Shalobafanav, meaning that it's an automatic good for them, and they're all included. Okay, Vibayalahu, parenthetically, Michelle Chamotai Ervala, Umishum Delo Zichtala. Now, in that case with the Beit Merchatz, was it the mother-in-law's own food that she used? And it was because she didn't make a Zechia for her, and that's why Rabkhia said it's no good. Or was it maybe the girl's stuff, and it was the mother-in-law hadn't told her, and that's what was the reason. So one of the students, Rabbi Yaakov, said, told me explicitly, it was her mother-in-law, it was because she did not make a zikui. So you see that you do need to make a zikia for a ruvei tchumin, according to Rabbi Chia. I'm Rabbi Zeyer, Rabbi Yaakov, broad devat Yaakov. Alright, so our braid devat Yaakov. This particular, Rabbi Zeyer said this to this particular Yaakov, when you get there, there being Eretz Yisrael, go up to the Sulam of Tyre. Go ask him the following question. Here's the question. Same answer that we got from Yochanan. So he said, we hold the, as, a, as a matter of law. In all cases, you do need zikui. We are machmir in both, like Rav and Shmuel. In both cases, you need zikia. By Rav Nachman, this is the only mention of Erev Tavshilin, which is chiefly dealt with in the second paragraph of Beitzav. 
which is when we take food on the day before Yom Tov, when Yom Tov is going to come before Shabbat, and we start preparing for Shabbat by cooking on Erev Yom Tov, and then make an Erev Tavshulim to mix all the food together, so we're just continuing to cook on Yom Tov for Shabbat. You have to do a Zechiyah there too. So I'm Rav Yosef, what's the question? He said it explicitly. Obviously, uh, Rav Nachman had never heard this. The Ishmaelai mighty barley. If he had heard it, why would he be asking the question? So what do you mean? Rav Nachman heard Shmuel say that you don't need to, and he still said you need to. So it could be that even if he heard it, he disregarded it. The answer is Hachiyashta. In that case, you have Rav versus Shmuel. Rav Nachman paskin differently. And Nachman is teaching us that we take the Chumrah of Shmuel. He needs Zechiah in Eruv. Chatzerot and Shituvim Vot and the Chum Rav Rav that you need Zachia in Erevei Tchumin. Avahacha Yita Rishmiel and Mikan Amanda Polik. If he had heard that Shmuel said that uh, you need Zachia for Erev Tavshilin that nobody disagrees, why would he even ask the question? That's the end of it. Okay, who Torzina? There's like a governor of a Shavuta to Rabbi Zera, a non-Jewish guy in Rabbi Zera's neighborhood. Amule Ogerlan Rishutach. They said to this guy, rent us your property so we can make an Eruv. Lo Ogerlu, he refused to. Let's go to Rabzera. So they came to Rabzera and asked him, Amrulay, Mamla Megar Minavitu, can we rent from his wife? Amrulachim Arashlakish, Mishnah Dorgav Rabba, Umana Rabichini, quoted Rabichanina, Ishto Shaladam, Me'arevit Shalomidato. A man can, a woman's, a wife can make an error uh, without her husband knowing or agreeing. Okay, so it's okay. Hahutur Zina Hamishavutid Rabbi Yehuda Barashayan. Now we go to Bavel, same kind of story. Amrulay, Ogalan Rashutach, Lo Ogalahu, Atul the Kamar of Yehuda Barashay, Amrulay, Mamla Megar Minavitu. Same thing, can we rent from the wife? He didn't know the halacha. Outside the Kamar of Matna, they came to Rav Matna. He didn't know either. They came all the way up to Rav Yehuda. Same halacha that we heard from Rabbi Hanina in Eretz Yisrael. Shmuel and Babel had the same halacha. A wife can make an Eruv without her husband's consent or knowledge. Meitavei watched this challenge. And if women participate in Eruv or Shituf without their husband's consent, it's no good. So Lokasha had the asar, had the low asar. In a case where this is purely a voluntary eruv, meaning if they didn't make the eruv, it wouldn't affect anybody else. It just helps them. Then you need the husband's consent. But where the the presence of this uh, property keeps everybody else from caring, then if the woman does without her husband's consent, we allow it. And since in both cases that we saw of this governor's uh, wife. The uh, <coughs> the property was affecting everybody else. They could not set up an Erev without this, so we allowed it. <laughs> makes sense. Otherwise, Shmuel would be at odds with himself. Let's say there's a guy who always joins them. From one week he didn't. They can go into his house. They can take some food from him to join. Without him even agreeing. They can even take it against his will. If he decided one week not to participate, but he's used to participating in, uh, then they can. Ragil inshin ragilo, but clearly it's only a case where he's used to being part of it, not otherwise. So Shmamina, you see that if he really affects everybody else, we can do it against his will, we can have his wife do it without him knowing about it, that's fine. If he's not accustomed to being part of it, then you need you need his consent. This might be supported by the following Tosefta. When a guy joins a Mavui, they can force him to participate in building the uh, the Lechi and Kora and paying for it. 
So the answer, Shani Hatum, like a Mechitza. Now that doesn't mean we can force him to participate in actually the Eruv part of it. They, we can help force him to participate in building a wall to help protect the area. Shani, or maybe from the side. But either way, this does not prove that you can have him participate, force him to participate in the, in the ritual aspect of it as much as simply the civic aspect. Okay. You can make a lechi from Asherah wood. You can make a korah out of an asherah. A korah, remember, is a heker. So if the heker, which has a shear, which has to be a tefach, still can be from asherah wood, certainly a lechi, which can have any wit. We have this principle, we see it many times in the third paragraph of Sukkah, that when something is like an Asherah that's supposed to be destroyed or anything else supposed to be destroyed, we consider as if its shear is gone. So anything that needs a shear is gone. A lulav shal is no good because it doesn't have the requisite three tfachim because it's supposed to be destroyed. So the same thing with a, with a Korah. A lechi doesn't have a shear, so if you hold that a lechi could be Asherah, you'd say a Korah is no good. If you held a Korah, it could be, then certainly a Lechi could, because it doesn't have a Shior. I'll pause at this point, we'll pick it up with the last podcast in the seventh paragraph. In the meantime, you should have a wonderful day.